Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. This week, Amy and I want to talk about a topic that we think is really relevant for this time of year. It's actually relevant all year round, right? But this time of year is when people really start to like fall off track. Even if they had good habits before, they kind of go by the wayside and the holidays are like a free for all. (laughs) So we think it's a good time of year to talk about how to build better habits And one thing we want to emphasize, which I've learned along the way, and I know Amy has also, is that building better habits doesn't mean that you have to change like 100 things at once or make some, you know, extreme significant changes all at once. And I was listening to an interview with the author of, what is it, Amy? Atomic Habits? Yep. James Clear of Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. This morning on the Ed Milet show, and he was talking about making small changes, like a 1% difference every day. And that really struck a chord with me because I always talk about how you don't have to make these huge changes. Like Amy and I were just talking before we started recording about an example in my own life is reading, right? So I used to tell myself all the time that I don't have time to read. So busy, like all these things to do. Who has time to read? And when I started with my morning routine, I said, you know what? I'm going to read like 10 minutes a day. And you think like 10 minutes is nothing. But Amy, how many books did you say you read so far this year? I've read 13 books so far this year, just by reading 10 to 15 minutes every single morning. How crazy is that? You know what? It's crazy, but it's also like, oh, that's the value of like compound interest. You do something over time and it's going to start adding up. And I keep a running list in my notes app of just what books I've read. And I have it from 2020 and I have it from 2021. And I've read more books this year than I did last year, actually, which is kind of strange because I feel like we had so much more time last year. Right. But this year it was, I made sure to really dedicate that time every single morning because I love to read, but I also am getting so much information that I'm now able to turn around and use. And you can use this, this 1% concept in your personal life or your business life. Like in your personal life, in addition to maybe adding reading personal development to your routine, which I do 10 10 to 15 minutes every day also, you could apply it to your workouts. Like Ed Milet said this morning, like if you say your goal is, I want to wake up earlier every day and start like doing a workout in the morning or doing something first thing in the morning, don't start by getting up two hours earlier (laughs) because that is not going to work. And that is not how I started. I started maybe like 15 minutes earlier. Then when you're adjusted to that, do 15 more minutes, make it 30. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
at one point I was, I don't do it so much anymore, only certain days of the week, but I was getting up. I moved, pushed it back to 4am and that may sound really early, but I didn't just all of a sudden start that way. So when you start making very, very small changes and taking very small steps, it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And also 1% difference every single day. If you compound that, that's 365% difference from the person that you are from the day that you start until the person that you are one year later. So incredible to really wrap your head around that, that you could change your, I mean, you could change your life with just that 1% change. You really could. You're, right. you're making small incremental changes, but just imagine that if you stuck with it and you gave yourself the opportunity in a 90 day window to really commit to something and see what difference you make over like a three month period and see and look back and be like, wow, I, I always thought that that was going to be really hard. But when I made smaller changes, things that were like easy to come by, you'll see that it actually pays off and it'll work. And I think the concept of change is overwhelming for people. And we know this from the work we do with women in our uh, health and fitness coaching that the thought of having to start a new workout program or, you know, change the way you've been eating is, can be really overwhelming. And so that's why I always tell people like, you don't have to work out an hour a day. We talk about health and fitness for a moment. You don't have to work out an hour a day. If you do 15 minutes, go for a quick walk, go out Mm -hmm. during lunch, walk around the block, start with something small. When I first started, you know, full disclosure, I love to work out. I've always loved to work out. But when I had kids, it became really difficult. So fitting in, you know, the hour and a half to two hours that I used to spend in the gym every night after work before I had kids was not, it's just not a possibility. It wasn't feasible. But in the beginning, I thought to myself, well, if I can't do a two hour workout, it's not worth it. Uh, it's so not true. It's so or not true. Oh, it's, it's, it's that all or nothing mentality. Like, oh, right. no, I can't do it. If it's not going to be the way I've always done it, can't do it. Nope. And that, and that trips people up. Mm-hmm. So when I first started doing workouts at home, the program that I was doing was 30 minutes. And I was like, 30 minutes? What am I going to do in 30 minutes, right? And it was actually amazing. And since then, like, I don't work out. Unless I'm doing like a challenge on my Peloton where I have to do like sometimes a 90 minute ride, that's really long, but that is so few and far between. I normally don't work out for more than 30 to 45 minutes. Right. And adding something like that into your routine, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming, incredible amount of time. Right. Right. And then over time you can, which I want you to talk about next is habit stacking. Oh, yes. Because you know what? We'll stick with workouts and fitness and nutrition for a second and just think about this habit, okay? Or I'm going to set up a a hypothetical. You set your alarm to go off 30 minutes earlier, right? You're starting that as your 1% difference of the day. You're going to set your alarm 30 minutes earlier so that you can get out of bed and you can go get a workout done in those 30 minutes, okay? You've already carved that out. The problem is, is that when you wake up, You can't find your workout pants. You don't know which sneakers to wear. You can't find a sports bra. You don't know where anything is. So you spend 15 of those minutes trying to call together an outfit to wear just so that you can get your 30 minutes in. And now you've already wasted 15 minutes. So now you're standing there in that conundrum that Laura was just talking about of, well, if I can't do the full 30 minutes, it's not going to be worth it. So I'm just going to throw it out the window. Well, 
here's a habit stack that I started doing. God, this was like four or five years ago. I started doing the habit stack of setting my workout clothes at the foot of my bed every single night before I fell asleep. Like I physically could not get into my bed unless there was a stack of workout clothes sitting at the foot of my bed. And I still do that. I have done that every single day, holidays included. I'll be up early on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. morning. I'll be up early on Christmas day. Every single day, I make sure that I do that before I get into bed. And that's habit stacking. So the habit is, well, every single night, you know that you're getting into bed to go to sleep at night. But before you can get into bed, you pair a habit to that routine, normal daily activity. So my habit that I paired with it or stacked with it is I have to lay out my workout clothes the night before and I put it at the foot of my bed. So now when I wake up, it takes me 30 seconds to put on my workout clothes and then roll downstairs into my basement to do my workout. Something else I was thinking of when you were talking about small changes though, here's another example of habit stacking for the professional, for the business person. Let's say your goal is to start networking more right? You become so inundated with sitting at your desk, doing the work that you're doing just for the clients that you're working with. And you really are in need of, or in search of building and growing, and maybe not just adding new clients, but adding new people into your network. Your 1% difference every single day is you could write down the names of five people in your professional circle that you are going to call in one week. And so you can write it down on your notepad one person every single day. And let's say you take a coffee break at 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock in the morning to fill up your second cup of coffee. You are not allowed to leave your desk until you make that telephone call or that you send that email to that professional that you want to network with. So pair things with what your natural daily habits are. And then those things that you're adding in and you're stacking together are going to become habitual. That's the process of habit stacking. It's so good. And you can use it in any capacity. So use it with your morning routine. I mean, how many habits do we stack in the morning? Like like you, (laughs) mine start the night before. I always lay out my workout clothes. I even have my cups laid out on the kitchen counter for my energize that I take first thing in the morning, my pre-workout supplement, which I can't survive without. So I have that cup ready with the tub of energize next to it on the counter. So literally all I have to do is walk downstairs, dump it in the cup and go down to the basement. So the stacking really starts the night before by setting out the workout clothes, figuring out what time you're going to get up and getting everything ready for the next day. And then in the morning, I stack personal development. I read, I get my workout in, I do a meditation. So there's three things right there that I stack first thing in the morning and stacking things that are connected to each other makes them easier to get done. Right. And it becomes more habitual because you're starting to rewire your brain. Your brain is flexible. It can change. It can create new paths, pathways. So if you start, I remember this, oh my gosh, I have a picture somewhere. I was reading the atomic habits book and I shared in my online fitness group, a picture of myself wearing a face mask. It, it was like bright blue. And I was holding up my Atomic Habits book. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> and I said, 
this is what I'm stacking. I am doing a face mask at the same exact time that my daughter is playing in the tub because I know that that's going to be 10 minutes where I can get my face mask done. And I know she's, I'm sitting right there in the bathroom with her while she's playing around and acting like a little fish. I was pairing a habit with an activity that I had to do no matter what. And it takes some planning. It takes some creativity. It takes some organization and some prep. But now those things that used to take me so much time, or I used to have to take so much mental energy, right? Laura, you'll agree with me on this. The amount of mental energy that you have to exert in a given day with decision-making as a business partner, a businesswoman, a law partner, and a lawyer to your clients, a mom, a wife, everything is so much. When you start to create habits They will take away that mental energy of having to make a decision every day or having to think, where are my sneakers? Where are my yoga pants? What what workout am I going to do? I mean, like, when am I going to read? When am I? All of that stuff becomes second nature. It becomes habitual. So where would you tell, I'm totally putting you on the spot. Where (laughs) would you tell a frazzled business owner, look, this time of year is stressful personally and professionally, right? Yeah. Personally. As you have the holidays coming up. If you have kids, you need to get gifts. You need to, all the things that are going on surrounding the holidays, like parties, dinners, all these different things professionally, it's, you're getting to the last quarter of the year in the last quarter of the year, but getting to the end planning for 2022, like there's just so much going on. So for the frazzled business owner or somebody that just wants to start developing better habits, where would you tell them to begin? I would tell them to begin today. There is no such thing as, as having to wait to for a Monday or for January 1st, because guess what? January 1st is not the end all be all. It's not like you get a blank slate because the things that you were neglecting or the things that you weren't taking care of in the meantime could be setting you back and you're just not willing to recognize it, right? I'll use the analogy of like, you don't balance out your, your budget or your checkbook or your bank accounts online. And then you decide one day, six months later that you're going to open them up and take a look. And now you're like, wait a second, what? I don't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone six months ago. There is no time like the present, no matter how cliche that sounds, Start by focusing on one area, that 1% difference. And we've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, Laura, like we've said, you don't have to make every single change that you want to make at one given time. In fact, it's better if you just focus on one change that you want to make and stick it out for a week, try to implement it for a week. And then after that week, keep doing that habit and then add another one the second week. Okay, see how that feels after two weeks. And maybe just start doing that. Just start little by little, 1% at a time, and see how effective those changes can be. And see that you can actually stick with it because they're going to become habitual and they're going to become your routine. Like, I think that you should start in your personal life first. You have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of everything else. So when you develop better personal habits, it will bleed into your business mm-hmm. because if you're taking better care of yourself, you make better decisions. You just, you just feel better. You have better energy. So you could even try like one new habit a week, 
Or like you said, add on every week, like say you want to start, I always think reading personal development is important. Most people do not do it. Um, But if there's an area of your life life that you want to work on, even like starting with a book, like the compound effect, right? Like, uh, right. I mean, how many years ago did we read that book? Seven, maybe eight. Yeah. But it's still... It's about this concept of like tiny steps compound over time. So even if you wanted to start including reading personal development, right? Find 10 minutes in your day. If you take a lunch break, even five minutes, five minutes. If you have a kid, like I love reading books on my phone. So I have the Kindle app on my phone. So I have so many of my books there. You could be sitting somewhere and decide to take five minutes and start including that in your day. And then the next week, increase it to 10. And then the next week, increase it to 15. And you don't have to do more than that. You don't have to do more than 10. But maybe once you get to like 10 minutes of reading or even 15, stack something else on top of it. Maybe start getting up 10 minutes earlier every day. Like Mm -hmm. really, really small changes that you can make in your personal life that when you stack them together, will lead to huge change over time. Can I make another another suggestion though, too? Because mm-hmm. I want to clarify something about habit stacking and also just habits in general. You can take away habits too. You can remove yes. certain habits. Yep. And I'm going to talk about one that was personal to me that Laura, <laughs> Laura probably saw firsthand. I used to drink so much coffee during my work day. It was a problem. I would come out of my office and be like, Laura, it is time for another coffee. And she'd be like, seriously, I'm done. I've had two cups of coffee today. That's my max. And I'm like, I need another one in the afternoon. And I will tell you, it started to affect me just physically. I felt very jittery. I felt, felt very anxious. I've never, I never suffered from anxiety the way that I started to after a lot of other circumstantial issues, but also the fact that I was putting caffeine into my body in an excess amount. So in the afternoon, when that like three o'clock, three thirty time frame hit, and I needed, needed, you hear that word? Yes. Needed that caffeine hit. I switched from drinking a cup of coffee in the afternoon to making myself a hot tea, a decaf hot tea with lemon or with honey or something else like that. You guys might think that it's silly, but it is one small percentage change that I made. So now my brain says in the afternoon when it hits 3, 3.30, Amy, you are not reaching for a cup of coffee. You are not making that Nespresso upstairs. You are making a cup of tea. And that is what you're going to have for that slump period of your afternoon. But it was a real habit change for me rather than running to make a cup of coffee at the coffee maker. But you can do that too. If there is like something that you do on a daily basis, let's say you drink soda or something and you want to eliminate that from your life, switch it with a seltzer and start doing something like that. Your mind is programmed already to kind of make sure that you are still doing that habit every single day, but switching it out with a healthier option or switching it out to something that's going to be better for you is also another way to create a new habit. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And it's such a good point because part of creating good habits is evaluating whether you need to remove any, (laughs) like what habits do you have that aren't good, right? That you can remove from your life and replace with something better, right? Yes. It makes total sense. That's the point that I think 
you know, we're trying to make here is that habits don't have to be hard work. They don't have to be like extra effort. They will, they will be extra effort, but they don't have to be prohibitive. They don't have to be those kinds of things where you think you have to add, okay, I got to go shopping for new workout clothes because Amy and Laura said so. And I got to get new shoes and I have to buy new fancy equipment and I have to buy all these books. And you just have to start small incremental changes. The the quote that we, we wanted to leave you guys with today was that success is created by being disciplined and doing the simple habits daily. And so if you make simple achievable, attainable habits for yourself, you're going to be successful. Just you have to see it, you know, on an everyday basis and be consistent. And then when you look back in the rear view and you say, wow, look how far I've come in the past two weeks, three months, one year, you're going to realize that it was because you implemented consistent daily habits. Yes. And I think that's the perfect place to leave it. That is so good. Um, but it is the perfect time of year to, you know, evaluate where you are. You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you are. So evaluate where you are, what your habits are, if you need to change any, bring in new habits. And it's just, it's a great time of year to, to start that and evaluate where your life is. So we hope that these tips have been helpful. We thank you for spending time with us this week and we'll talk to you on the next episode. So much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more business women just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.